Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. Subscribers have already got this month's issue with Ben Lucian's excellent story, Capital Gains, about the new art that came with the renovation work on the state capitol building. This week, we're talking with Jerrica Walsh, the Director of Visual and Public Art at the Oklahoma Arts Council, about some of that art and how you can enjoy it for free. But before we get uh, to that, let's get into our question of the week. The Oklahoma State Capitol has now become one of the state's premier free art museums, as well as a place where people vote on stuff. Uh, Which Oklahoma museums do you think is a must-see for our out-of-state visitors? First up, Nathan Gunner. Um, The only museum... uh, My friend Emmy from New Orleans came to visit me a couple years ago, and she really wanted to see the cowboy. Like, that was, like, the thing that she'd read about in Oklahoma City and that she was like, I don't really care what else we do, but I want to go there. So I would say that, but then I would say FAM absolutely has to be in that exact same mix. Because the thing that I think, as weird as it sounds to say as an Oklahoman, uh, what I've encountered from people from out of state is that they don't really get the degree to which Oklahoma, like, they don't, like, Oklahoma's native ties and the depth of them are not clear to people who are not from here. Yeah. It's something that I've learned. So I would say... The Cowboy, for sure, and Fam, kind of a double, do both of those. And I think you can get a ticket to go to both in the same day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I would say. Cowboy and Fam. Kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah, um, and then Greenwood Rising, too, if you're in Tulsa. Yeah. Like, that's an absolute must-see, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, managing Eric Carly Ibarra. Um, I would say probably the maybe Gehrer Museum, mm. just because it has, right. like, something for everyone I feel like and it's not one of those museums that is so overwhelming that you feel like oh my gosh I can never do this in a day like it's maybe like a two or three hour tour and you can see stuff from (laughs) like almost every country and stuff you would never expect to see in Oklahoma they have those wonder Camerons Mm -hmm. they have a ton they have so much stuff Megan Uh wrote a really great feature about the maybe yeah it's a great museum we had fun that day when we went and shot it slash interviewed those people that was a really good day mm-hmm. good speaking choice, of Carly. photo editor megan rossman um well you know i do love the museum of osteology in oklahoma city good and all egg. the bones yep. um and they have a great gift shop where you can buy people very strange presents <laughs> uh but another museum that does not get as much attention as it probably should is the Museum of the Red River in so, Idabel. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is a really nice museum. It's in an area where there aren't a lot of museums, and so um, not like big ones. And yeah. that's a that's a pretty good-sized museum really with cool. the with the state dinosaur whose name I can't pronounce. Acrocanthosaurus. Um, thank you. Yeah. And they also have a great gift shop because I find it very important for museums to have great gift shops. The Museum Mm -hmm. of the Little River has possibly my favorite museum gift shop in the state. It's great. Well, OKCMOA is way up there, too. It's great, and it's real affordable, too. Yes. A a gift shop is is an essential piece Mm -hmm. of the museum experience. (laughs) It's not not really a museum unless I can buy something to take home with me. I mean, I I am an American, (laughs) and I need to buy things. I want to speak with my, well, and I just want to support them. One, I want to yeah. support them, yeah. but like, I don't want to like, you know, like get home and be like, I don't want this. But so, you lot, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of the time, you know, you buy your admission to the museum, and then you get into the gift shop, and you're like, whoa, I can't afford anything in a museum gift shop. But mm-hmm. not the case at the Museum of the Red River. They know, also they have ha- great stuff. Like, yeah, they also have things made by artists that um, yeah. wouldn't necessarily go into the museum because it doesn't really fit in or anything. Mm-hmm. But they're still very cool artists, so yeah. they can spotlight them in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. 
uh, research editor Ben Lucian. Well, um, in the Oklahoma City area, I really like uh, FAM, as Nate already mentioned. Um, I like the uh, Oklahoma History Center, of oh, course. I mean, really if you're one. if you're taking an out of towner somewhere, like uh, that that covers a lot yeah. for as far as the state history goes. Um, but one of one a shout out uh, that's uh, like maybe a little bit of a drive uh, if you're in the Oklahoma City area is um, the uh, Choctaw Cultural Center in uh, Durant. Oh yeah, yeah good choice. Uh, it is a really excellent um, A plus, uh, very interactive um, displays there, and also uh, the museum uh, cafe there is really excellent. Really? As well. yes. Okay, I've tried the one at the Chickasaw Cultural Center, mm-hmm. but I've never tried the one at the Choctaw. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, um, and FAM is another one that I need to try. As I know, I'm dying to the eat FAM there at 39. Yet. Yeah, totally. Yes. Same. That's a good, those are good picks. Those are really good picks. What about you, Greg? Uh, the, I, the Troll Doll Museum? That's that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> the Beanie Baby Hall of Fame? If you've got, <laughs> if the people coming from out of state have kids, as some people do, it's very annoying, but they bring <laughs> children. Aw, that's nice. <laughs> uh, then you really have to go to Science Museum Oklahoma, especially so in Oklahoma City. It's, uh, so fun. It'll always be the Omniplex to me, but it's <laughs> just one of those really wonderful places that you can totally get lost in mm-hmm. there's always there's something fun to do it's very interactive yep. uh, i've never walked out of there feeling less smart it always yeah. there's always something i i feel like i've learned i've never walked out of there when i was ready well that's like, also I've true also, i've only ever walked out of there and I'm like okay we better go <laughs> like yeah <laughs> they're closing they don't want us here anymore. yeah like, or yeah. or it's like these kids are really hungry and need a bath yeah uh, something. you know yeah or you're just like there are too many kids in here yes oh. which is why you want to go to the smo uh oh, 21 yeah. which they, yeah uh, the they're nights. doing again yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. And lots time of, of year so if you're over 21 uh they're get on the science museum's website science museum oklahoma google it um, and they have, uh, it's called SMO 21, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's for people 21 and over. And we've all been to it, and it's really fun. Super fun. We had a great time. Super yeah. fun. Hey, before you get to the the viewers, can I, or the, the listeners, can mm. I just shout out the Pigeon Museum? Yeah, please. If you want to hold oh, yeah. a fancy pigeon, a live fancy pigeon that's super friendly, yeah. go. it's so amazing. I and who doesn't? Museum. I know, right? We had, <laughs> we had a lot of fun there. We had so much fun at museums, mm-hmm. guys. It's so much fun. I, I, had, uh, I had one more I was going to toss out there because... Sometimes you have not children, but elderly relatives, and trying to find something that everybody will enjoy, nigh impossible. That's why you go to Elk City, where they have the Elk City Museum Complex. Uh, There's a lot out there. It's it's five museums all packed together. You've got the Farm and Ranch Museum Mm -hmm. for my Uncle Andy, the Blacksmith Museum for my Uncle Mike, the Old Town Museum, I assume, for my dad. Or Nos. Uh, Lil Nos X. Yeah, Lil Nos X, (laughs) the the Old Town Museum, uh, the National Transportation Museum, and the National Route 66 Museum. Uh, Honestly, if if you can't find something that interests them in one of these, maybe your guests don't like museums. And then right up the road in Clinton is the Oklahoma Route 66 Museum. So there's a lot. Like, you go out that way. And then right back up the road is the Stafford Museum in Weatherford. You could just have a whole western Oklahoma down I-40. You know what? We should do something where we have maps of museums in an issue. On my desk by five. Okay. (laughs) 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 Look for that in the next issue of Oklahoma Today. Just kidding. Uh, Here is what the rest of you guys had to say. K.L. Collier uh, mentioned the First Americans Museum, which was a very popular choice. Uh, Kay Davidson uh, said she takes them to Woola Rock, also a must-see. I love Woola Rock. It's a must-see for in-state visitors, too. so much fun. And I 
think Roller Rock also has a pretty good uh, uh, gift shop. They do mm-hmm. as, yeah. as well. I've I <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee out of a lot of Roller Rock coffee mugs at this point. <laughs> That's just part of my life. Uh, Maria uh, mentioned the uh, Bone Museum, the AKA the Museum of Osteology. Okay. Um, uh, our friend Andrea Walker Rudy also said uh, National Cowboy and the uh, First Americans Museum. What's up, Andrea? Hey, yeah. girl. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Donna McNaught said, uh, among the several, she always wants to take him to the Sam Noble Museum in Norman oh, and the Oklahoma City National Memorial Museum. Both great. Uh, you know, a much more somber uh, museum experience, but Man, very powerful, Sam very Noble moving. Sam Noble is a good one for kids. Yes. That place is fun Lots kids. and lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's fun for adults, too. Yeah. They they have so many of those. Uh, they, they've got these drawers that you can pull out, and it's glass-covered. But it is very much kind Your of the wonder camera. Oh, we my kids yeah, loved it. They had so much fun. Um, yeah. Being able to to see in great detail some of these exhibits uh, is is really great. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie uh, Prigmore has a new one to me: the Lafleur County Museum, oh. uh, which she says is worth a visit, especially with no entrance fees. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Lisa Osborne suggests the 45th Infantry Division Museum. One. That one's also yeah. in Oklahoma City. Um, uh, the uh, the National Softball Museum here Great. as well. Yes. Um, Steve Robinson uh, suggested the Claremore Museum of History with exhibits on astronaut Stuart Rusa, playwright Lynn Riggs, oh. uh, and entertainer Patty Page, uh, among others. Very cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, really, we had so many so many great ones in this. Uh, there were also votes for Romp. Uh, Romp is amazing. The Rural Oklahoma Museum yes. of Poetry. And it's very short visit. Like, it's yeah. not very big. It doesn't take long to go through it. It's and and also, just, it's very, very interactive. And if, you, if you're if you just looking to be inspired to yeah. do some writing or to just, I don't know, play with words a little bit. It's in Locust Grove. So yeah. next time you're up Grand Lake area, be sure and stop by. And uh, one, Carly, that, that you didn't mention on the Maybe Gare, it is Oklahoma, has Oklahoma's only Egyptian mummies. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of art, let's talk to uh, Jerrica Walsh at the uh, Oklahoma Arts Council. All right, art fans, we have got a great one for you this week. The Director of Visual and Public Art at the Oklahoma Arts Council, Jerrica Walsh, has joined us, and we're going to be talking about some of the new art uh, and some of the refurbished art at the Oklahoma State Capitol. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, so uh, Ben uh, obviously had talked to you before about this uh, for his uh, for his story that's in the latest issue. But uh, you know, from a kind of from an outsider's perspective, I was wondering how long has uh, have these renovations been in the works? Oh gosh, well it's been in the works I think for a really long time. It's been you know as the the capital building. That's when you want to start, you know. <laughs> yeah. Having some issues with some uh, exterior and interior crumbling, I think, um, you know, plans plans started really early. You know, things really started getting underway um, in 2014. Yeah. And and so the initial idea really was it, it was restoring the Capitol building, but because of uh, the way the laws are written, a certain amount of that uh, of a budget from for a state building is going to go into arts. Uh, and so this this really gave uh, the the capital a lot of money to work with. Exactly. Yeah. With the Oklahoma Art and Public Places Act, one and a half percent of the construction budget for uh, capital improvement projects, so new construction or renovations of uh, state buildings, they they reserve that money for investment in public art, 
you know, on the grounds nearby, in inside or outside. Yeah. Uh, is there is there anything so, um, you know, Ben uh, in his story highlighted a few uh, different pieces and some different artists. Is there anything in there that you are particularly captivated by? Anything that uh, that you are uh, eager for for other Oklahomans to get in there and see? Well, I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> They're all my favorite. Whatever the last yes, one. Is. Yes, <laughs> the, the the perfect the perfect answer for the for art moms uh, is everybody did a great job. Uh, mm. I, I just didn't know if there was anything that really uh, stuck out to you. There's uh, every once in a while I'll see a piece of art that, uh, for whatever reason, just resonates with me in in a weird way. You know, it really is hard to choose just because we're doing um, about 20 new works for the Capitol. And, you know, we were looking to fill some of the gaps um, that we saw, you know, with the narratives that were in there, with the stories, you know, that we're sharing of Oklahomans and our landscape, our, our events, um, you know, and having worked with the artists on every single one of these projects, um, it really, you know, I'm like, come in, you got to see it all, yeah. all of it. Making Her Mark is absolutely um, one that I think people really need to see. It's a favorite for sure. This is the one um, that is a new lunette mural installed in the Hall of Governors. And this highlights women in leadership in Oklahoma's history. So this is the one that features um, Dr. Shannon Lucid, Oakley Watkins, um, Chief Woman Mankiller, and Senator Maxine Horner. So this is really a, a you know, a different, a different view of, of, Oklahomans and what we're showing in the Capitol. Yeah. It's very different than anything else that we have in there. Well, and and so part of what kind of jumped out at me about this is um, this is in many ways a generational change for the art in the Capitol. Uh, if things are added, uh, you know, piecemeal over time, but this is kind of a big uh, a moment in time captured here in, in 2022, 2023, uh, of of art from this time period, and, and you're right, uh, very much, uh, you know, some of it's filling in the gaps uh, of what hasn't been there for the last uh, decades, but also I think that this is um, kind of planting a flag, if you will, it's sort of, sort of saying, you know, this is what Oklahoma was in 2023, and this is what we hope Oklahoma will be going forward. Right, absolutely. And you know, this is a this is a once in a lifetime project to work on this many commissions at once for the Capitol and like you're saying, to really change the look of the Capitol Art Collection in such a short term in a significant way. And mm. you know, so it is very much and especially, you know, also because we're we're bringing in new artists, you know, we're bringing in new media. There are certain artists that are featured prominently throughout the Capitol and they had many commissions over many years. And so, you know, this is a chance to, to kind of bring in that fresh crop um, of artists as well, just like you're saying. Yeah. Right. I, and, and I've got to assume that there were just a lot of people jumping at the chance to, uh, to see their work represented in, in what is essentially Oklahoma's uh, largest free fine art gallery. Uh, you know, and, and a place where it's going to be seen by visitors, by, uh, by, by legislators, uh, and, and also by so many kids, so many people who are going to be visiting the state capitol uh, and taking in that art and, and, and I, I think really being affected by it. And, and um, 
for for a kid to go into our state capitol now and see all of the changes, all of the work, all the renovations, I think it has got to be really affirming uh, in some ways. It's like, look at what Oklahoma can do. Look at what we can be uh, when we put our minds to it, when we put our money behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. I Just a couple of weeks back, I was uh, helping with our tour program and leading a group of fourth graders around the building. And uh, so we, you know, we went past the Making Her Mark mural, and then we were up in the House chamber, and they were looking around at all the photos of previous speakers of the House. And some of the girls said, where, you know, where are the women? Where are the women? And I said, well, you know, we, <laughs> we need that. <laughs> and so they were saying, all right, you know, I'm going to be the first uh, woman mm -hmm. to serve as Speaker of the House. So it is inspiring, you know, and right next to them, you know, was a, a boy classmate of theirs saying, you know, ah, I'm going to be president. Started out <laughs> after and said, no, no, I'm going to be president. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jerrica, when I was, uh, of course, I, I wrote the story, you helped a great deal in putting that story together. So thanks for that. Um, there's a lot of new pieces I like in the Capitol, but um, one of my favorites, of course, is um, Lucas Simmons his mural there on the ground floor. Um, for people who haven't seen it yet, I, I think that is, that's one thing you definitely have to check out. Um, it's a uh, labor Amia Vinca. It's the, uh, you know, the state's uh, model, uh, motto, uh, labor conquers all. Um, I guess, what, Jericho, how did that piece sort of come together? Um, yeah, what, what's sort of the story behind that? So this one, you know, this was a, this is also a really exciting one to talk about for sure. And one of my favorites, because it's not complete yet. Um, I, right. I'm not highlighting it maybe just as much, but I am really excited about it. And it's one that people are really connecting with. So when, um, you know, when the ground floor was redone, it created this new rotunda that, you know, didn't used to open up. Uh, the floor didn't have the opening up to the dome. And so this was a really exciting one. This is one where we've invested a lot of our budget for new artwork into this ground floor rotunda. Mm -hmm. And we wanted this to be a space where, um, you know, we're hoping that everyone, everyone that comes to the Capitol can see themselves in the artwork in one way or another, you know, right? Um, someone that they're connected to in some form or fashion. And this was a place where we could really work to address that in a much larger fashion. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, know, what, we, that's oh, one of the things I like about that mural is that you see um, the great diversity that is included in the state. However, I mean, I think um, Lucas does a great job of sort of hitting on um, a bit of a commonality, just this um, work ethic that sort of exists uh, universally throughout the state. Um, yeah, it just really resonates with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Highlighting that industry and, you know, this labor conquers all, of course, is the stop state motto and um, that that hard work has gotten us through kind of a lot of things, you know, and unifies us. So we're using this because the uh, the placement of the works, they are geographically placed. So, you know, this we have one work installed so far. It's installed on the southeast wall of the rotunda and it's reflecting southeast Oklahoma. The next one that's coming uh, later in May is for the Southwest panel. So with the Southeast, you know, we have forestry, we have mining, but then we have other cultural representatives as well, like a Seminole storyteller and a Choctaw artist wearing the ribbon skirt. Um, so yeah, we're excited for the, the rest of the panels to come in and, and see those additional 
um, connections that come forth. And they all have they'll all have little Easter eggs in them too. So there's things for you to look look for hidden objects. <laughs> right. Well, if Lucas needs um, some representation of like a, a sort of nerdier magazine writer, uh, I like that that I could model. I'm just gotta like, be here. We got to know. to choose from. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the new art, one thing uh, it, it's not like this is uh, you know you guys started with a, a clean slate. Uh, there was a lot of great art that was in there that over the years had uh, had degraded some because of uh, because of being out in public because of the way it was displayed. Um, so a lot of uh, what you guys uh, were doing with this project was also uh, renovating and uh, refurbishing as well, right? Right. So this has been a great opportunity, and in addition to doing some of these cleanings and um, uh, restoring some of the artwork. Um, and frames. It also gave us the opportunity to really rethink the entire building, right? So work had been um, installed over time as new work was commissioned. It was hung in places in the building where maybe, you know, there weren't strong themes throughout. And so this gave us a chance to, you know, with all the artwork coming out, being created, going into climate controlled storage for six years during the restoration, that gave us the chance to come up with, um, to really start to look at implementing museum standards. So we developed a curatorial plan that prioritized visitor experience, you know, to really build that education of Oklahoma's events, land, and people, as I talked about earlier. But also to bring in some things like adding some dust backing on the backs of all of the artworks in the public spaces to just better protect them over time. Those cleanings, some of the frames were restored, like I mentioned. There were things where... Um, Gosh, with some of the events over time in the Capitol public spaces, especially in the rotundas, um, where, you know, maybe coffee was splashed or <laughs> things happened and there were you know, some minor cleanings that needed to be done with the work. Um, just to, you know, these are our treasured assets. So yeah. mm -hmm. to help protect them long term. Yes, this gave us a chance to do that. We have um, the Betty Price Gallery in the Capitol. This is where the state art collection will be shown showcased. Uh, we've used that as our staging area. So this is a place where we've been able to bring the crates in. We've had to bring them up the grand staircase and through the blast doors. And we could bring them into the Betty Price Gallery and just use that to stage and uncrate the work and clean the work, do full condition reports, noting any, you know, damage that might have occurred so that we can get that corrected. So for for uh for people who uh have, have read the story or are listening to the podcast and they want to go and see uh the new art for themselves uh what what are what should they do uh i mean obviously you can kind of go wander around but you guys there are also tours available there are tours available we are um leading the tour program now so we offer uh, daily walk-up tours. If you have a group, uh, a small group, you can do the walk-up tour. You can also always uh, email. We've got a form on our website um, or call and schedule a tour. Uh, walk-up tours, 9, 10, 11, 1, 2, 3, uh, Monday through Friday that you can walk up and join um, or schedule a tour. We, um, we have a curator of education and engagement. This is Amanda Harmer, who's leading our tour program and training docents. So and, you know, yet another one of those museum standards that we're bringing in of yeah. um, 
really providing a bit more intensive training for the docents. So they're learning about the artwork, but also tour techniques, you know, because like you mentioned, we have so many students coming through. We want to make sure that the docents are trained to interact with students and get them engaged and excited about the artwork. So, and, and I think that's one big kind of change from the capital art of old, um, you know, it, there was art there and uh, if you were lucky you know you, you might find someone who could tell you a little bit about it uh but but uh you know it, it's a place for legislating it's a place for uh where the government uh functions and so um to kind of come back now and find some new ways to implement those standards and really um put a new focus on that art uh i think is really important and and, and really uh shows how much uh, we treasure not just the new stuff going in but but the classics that have been there and and really it's a chance to see uh, in so many ways how the state has grown uh, from the very beginning and and to see that the evolution of that art the evolution of the way that we look at ourselves absolutely I agree that's reminding me about the four signs and the fourth floor rotunda you know there used to be um, in those niches they were walled off and the those paintings hung on those walls with the restoration, they restored it back to the rounded niche. And so we had to come up with a new plan to show the work and uh, worked with Manhattan Construction to create these custom mounts. Now the artwork looks like it's floating in place and it's just sort of elevates those four favorite sons even more to see them hanging in that way. So yeah, to yeah. people who haven't seen the, uh, the um, updated version of, of the fourth floor rotunda, I mean, I don't think it could ever get old. It is just uh, breathtaking every single time, honestly. Um, Jerrica, one of the things um, that I think people need to realize is that even though the uh, we're, we're really glad the art is back, I mean, you all are still working uh, to put in new works. Like, it's an ongoing process. It's not complete yet. Absolutely, yeah. We're very much considering this still a work in progress. We've got, you know, at least through the end of this calendar year um, and some things will go over into 24 at least. Um, so yeah, it's ongoing. We're still bringing in new projects. Um, you know, just wanting to make sure that the work is done, you know, to the, the best ability of the artist and give them the space and time that they need to create the work. Uh, we also saw, you know, material uh, delays with COVID you know, <laughs> that factored into this yeah. as well. So some things mm -hmm. were, were on hold, but yeah, if you come visit, you know, come visit now and then come back and see it again, you know, next year. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, this uh, folks, it is a really great time to get over to the Oklahoma state Capitol and take a look at some of the new art and, and, uh, and it's a chance to see how it's coming together to really uh, watch the process uh, because uh, over the months uh, through this year and next, you're going to be able to see uh, where everything's going. And, and really, I think it's uh, it's a fun kind of behind the scenes way to see how uh, how everything uh, finds its place and, and really uh, uh, understand, I think, the meaning that uh, that you guys have imbued in it. Uh, Jerrica, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. We love Jerrica. She's yes. great. Yeah. Awesome human being. Extremely knowledgeable. And Completely also, awesome I, I felt bad. I kept asking her about, like, favorites. And she's just like, I there's it's art. I love it all. And, <laughs> and it's in process. And it's like, right. yeah, I get you. Yeah. Uh, What's all right. the best piece of art in here? Yeah. Yes. What's, <laughs> which one's trash? Yeah. Um, and she, she very, she would not answer. Um, all right. It's now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly podments. And first up this week is Carly. 
I have the utmost respect for people who can grow things. It's an art that has a lot of uncontrollable extenuating factors, so it's amazing to me that someone can produce a big beautiful bunch of hydrangeas or a sprinkle of asters anywhere. I'm just thankful you can't be charged with involuntary plant slaughter no matter how many basils you let desiccate in the hot sun. Luckily, Tulsa has some real green thumbs in their midst, and you can see their bumper crops during the Tulsa Garden Tour May 20th. Starting at the Tulsa Garden Center, you can take a gape at five gardens and two gorgeous interiors in the Riverview Historical District and Florence Park on this self-guided tour, which begins at 10 and lasts until 4. Tickets are $15 in advance and $20 the day of. Visit TulsaGardenClub.org to order yours. That's awesome. I want to go do that and then go eat at Farm Bar. Uh-huh. Oh, that like sounds like a, a good day. planty day, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds fun. Good event. <laughs> Nate, what's your event? Uh, well, I kind of can't re- recommend this one highly enough because it's, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to, you know, we have a lot of festivals and events and stuff on this podcast, and there's kind of some recurring themes, food trucks, inflatables, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But this one, uh, which is always fun, like we include them often because they're always cool, but uh, this one contains two events that I have not encountered for one of these type of festivals. Uh, and so I'm excited about this. So the event, Eufaula Heritage Days, this Saturday, May 20th, in the town of Eufaula. The challenge, enter and win, Greg, the pie-eating contest at Posey Park, then immediately, I don't know if it's immediately after, but then head over to the Eufaula Community Center for the taco dinner. Pie, taco, pie, taco, pie, taco! <laughs> anyway, uh, so if gastrointestinal achievement isn't your bag, there's still plenty to recommend this fantastic outing. This event will be celebrating the 151st anniversary of the founding of Eufaula, and there will be a heritage parade, a boat and RV show, if you're thinking about buying a boat and or RV, or just like looking at them, uh, and a closing concert on Main Street. So they're going to shut down Main Street and have a big concert, so that's fun. Uh, not to mention, Eufaula is an amazing town. I mean, it's the only town in Oklahoma with a restaurant called I Smell Bacon. It's reason oh, enough to you. go, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, it really is an amazing place. It's next to a beautiful lake, so start training for that pie-eating contest now. Throw the kids in the car, tie Grandma to the top, and head to Ufala this weekend for Heritage Days. For more information, call 918-689-2791 or visit ufalachamberofcommerce.com. And just tie Grandma to the top of the car metaphorically. Don't <laughs> actually should put her inside. Yeah. If I she's d- cold, you're cold. I didn't if realize you're cold, she's cold. <laughs> Bring them in. <laughs> uh, I did not realize Eufaula was uh, celebrating its sesquicentennial. Plus one. 151st oh, anniversary. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, so I know. <laughs> a book. No, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It really, like, in the past, I don't know if they're going to, they didn't say anything about it this year, but in the past at this event, they've had, like, Wild West shootouts and streets, and it really does sound yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't think I could do pie and taco. It's one or the other. Taco. Taco Tacos. Pie. Yeah, agree. Agree, Megan. Taco. Pie is for... Not walking. Pie is not. <laughs> here's my thing. I you only I eat pie eat, if you're not planning to walk a lot. I eat pie because I enjoy pie. I don't need to compete. Yeah. Right. No, I know. Like, I, I want to like, savor my pie. I don't want to just. That that yeah. is why I I lost the uh, very first pie junkie pie eating contest was because everybody else you were went savoring. That everybody else went face down in that coconut yeah. cream pie, and I consummate cheater pulled out a knife and a fork and just started eating it and i, I was like yeah. someone just gave me a free You're pie like, oh, <laughs> I know. Free pie, yeah totally. i've thought about that before because i'm such a glutton i guess that i'm just like what a great way to eat free food like can i go to a hot dog contest and just like eat a hot dog oh well i lost <laughs> darn yeah uh ben what's your event this week based solely on the number of self-portraits they've all produced 
You probably guessed that Rembrandt, Frida Kahlo, and Vincent van Gogh are among the biggest divas in art history. <laughs> but as many times as they have committed their likeness to canvas, none of them are more frequently depicted in art than those conceited members of the animal kingdom. From the earliest cave drawings all the way up to my personal favorite, dogs playing poker, animals have always been an eager muse. Our hooved, pawed, and finned friends will once again have the opportunity to shine at this year's Summer in the Streets Mural Festival in downtown Cash, as this year's theme for artists is Flora and Fauna of the Wildlife Refuge, which of course refers to the abundance of plant and animal life found in the nearby Wichita Mountains Wildlife Refuge. This Saturday, walls near the intersection of 5th and C Avenue were populated with larger-than-life larger visages of bison, deer, otters, prairie dogs, and or any of the other many species that call the 60,000-acre refuge home. Hopefully, at least one of them will be playing poker. <laughs> Revel in the festival atmosphere as you watch these new murals come to shape in real time. There will be shopping, music, dancing, food, crafts, games, and much more to enjoy. And if you so happen to be a colorful mountain boomer lizard, uh, come ready to pose. <laughs> this event is free to attend and will last from 1 to 10 p.m. For more information, call 580-695-2767 or visit cashareachamber.com. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Every time you're in the Wichita's, one of those mountain boomers is like, paint me like one of your French girls. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Megan, what's your event? Like millions of people across the world, I love and am endlessly fascinated by cats. Even despite the fact that two Christmases ago, uh, my cat jumped into a box that contained all my family's unwrapped Christmas presents and peed on them. Uh, it was a sad Christmas sad. for everyone. But here are a few interesting facts about cats. They share 96% of their genetic makeup with tigers. A litter of kittens is also known as a kindle, while a group of adult cats is a clowder. And cats with more colors in their fur, like tortoiseshells, tend to be feistier, which my veterinarians and I can attest to. Also, there are more than 70 million feral cats in America, so take the advice of the late, great Bob Bar... Wait, never mind. So take the advice of Bob Barker and spay and neuter your pets. All that being said, if you want to see a variety of cats, you can stop by my neighborhood just about any day of the week because it is teeming with them. Or you can head to the Payne County Expo Center on May 20th for the Oklahoma City Cat Club show. Not only will you see Persians in their pedigreed ilk, but there's also a household cat competition with categories like softest belly, most unusual coloring, and best stripes. And you could pick up some cat-related merchandise or even adopt a new feline for your brood. The cat show is happening 9 to 5, and it's only $5 for adults with varying discounts for you seniors, veterans, and kids. For more information, <clears throat> visit cfa.org and click on Find a Show at the top of the homepage. Hey, OKC Cat, OKC cat Club, if you're looking for a judge for the softest belly competition, I volunteer. Yeah, Carly <laughs> volunteers as tribute. Like Megan also volunteers as tribute. Um, day ever. I, I will say Bob Barker, 99 years old, very much still with us. He might be 100 Yes, now. no. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. So, but I've, anyone would be would it would be understandable for anyone well, to think he was late. I wrote that yesterday, and then I was like, "Wait, is Bob Barker dead?" And no. I googled it, and he was alive. He's and very then much I dead. just assumed he would be dead. And then I forgot I mean, to delete it from the write up. And as I was reading it, I was like, "Oh yes, I, I thought it made this. for a funny little moment." No, yeah. I thought, yeah, no, I. 
I mean, it is understandable to think that Barb, Bob Barker has passed <laughs> yeah. because he has been here for a very long, time. very long time. Yes. Yeah, he's not still, to mention he's Barb very much still with us. <laughs> also, um, do you guys know that he's Sue? He's native. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know people, that. It's not a thing that people huh. know about Bob Barker. He grew up on the Sioux Reservation and is native. Um, huh. But the other thing that I was thinking about is one, 60 million of those 70 million cats live on my street. <laughs> um, and two, um, I don't remember what the other thing was. Um, yeah, now it's gone. You There's know, there are, it feels like. Oh, you wrote a great story about cat shows. That's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, no. You wrote I've a been, feature about I've cat been, shows. And I went to cool. this cat show when it was in Oklahoma City and it yeah. was a lot of fun. And they, what a lot of people don't know is at least back in the day, the night before, they have a pajama party. What? Where the, the people bringing their cats all attend in their pajamas with their cats. I was not allowed to go photograph, to go with Lori and photograph it. No. Were there any cats pajamas? I don't think so. Just you. Because you're the absolute cat's pajamas. Yeah, we were originally invited to go, and then the invitation was rescinded for some reason. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm. I'm. We can't have journalists here. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know what kind of. I don't know what kind of stuff uh, they get up to at the cat pajama party. I think it's but. probably pretty tame, but it sounds actually really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds okay. Cool. We should post that story <laughs> on our website so people can read about cat shows and then yeah. they can go. Um, cool, Greg. What's your event this week? What do you have for us? Well, archaeologists have long declared that the best way to see and interact with fossils is to attend your family reunion. Uh. But if you're the pedantic type and you insist that fossils be from dinosaurs, maybe head to the Sam Noble Oklahoma Museum of Natural History on May 19th for paleontology under the microscope. Guests will get a behind-the-scenes look at the fossils that aren't yet on display and highlight some of the smallest fossils in the museum, including teaching you how to identify them the way the scientists do. While the little ones might dig the dinosaurs, this event is aimed for audiences 14 and older. Members get into this one for $25, but non-members can also attend for $30 a ticket. Visit samnoblemuseum.ou.edu to register. I actually got to go a couple times. I've gotten to go back in the fossil archive there yeah. um, in Norman, and it's really, it's cool. It's That would be a really fun thing to go do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, For anybody who's really interested in this stuff to be able to get back and see people doing the actual work. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, this is their actual paleontologists yeah. who are working there and and they they're using they're doing micro fossils so it's very very tiny but mm-hmm. you know and you'll learn a lot about how they how they use those to identify things so that's awesome yeah. that sounds really really fun okay cool well the sound of 13 year olds who really 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 want to learn about fossils sulking <laughs> in the corner means that this episode of the oklahoma today podcast is coming to a close but if you can't get enough head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now send your feedback to oktpod at travelok.com and we'll talk to you again next week the oklahoma today podcast is a production of oklahoma today magazine and the oklahoma tours and recreation department your hosts are oklahoma today editors nathan gunner greg elwell carly Barra, megan rossman and ben lucian Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Hmm. I was away last week. I missed you guys. Hmm. They were like, yeah, we missed you too. <laughs>